1: It's the Sparky, 55 Past the hour, time for another Milwaukee sports time out, and let's talk about those Milwaukee Bucks. And anytime we talk about the Milwaukee Bucks, it's brought to you by your local pick and save stores. Time now to be joined by Ty Windish. Follow him on Twitter as well. All you have to do is go to at Ty Windish. That's T I Windish. Eurostep Podcast. Let's talk about this Bucks team. Anything stand out to you, Ty, to this point? Uh, that maybe looks a little bit different than what we've seen last year?
2: Yeah, I think a few things are really jumping out. I mean, first and foremost... Just to cover it quickly, Giannis still looks like the world-destroying <laughs> force that we're so familiar with. So, yep. nothing else. He's the straw that stirs the drink, right? So, great to see that, um, first and foremost. Brooke Lopez looks rejuvenated, and has been one of the Bucks' probably best two players through the first two games, and that's a big deal. Um, He's certainly uh, offensively is hitting the threes. defensively really locking down the paint against bigger guys like Joel Embiid, smaller guys like Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. He's walled it off from everyone. So that's really encouraging to see as well. I think offensively and defensively, some scheme tweaks. They're running a lot more ball screens, some some straight-up ones, some Spain pick-and-roll where, you know, there's a ball screen up top and then another one as the player goes toward the rim. So I think we're seeing, you know, more more intricate offense that I think a lot of fans and, and watchers, myself included, have wanted to see from the Bucks, And those have been, seems like, pretty effective so far. Excited to see how that develops over the course of the season. And then defensively, less threes. You know, Houston still took a lot – because I think that's what their team is built to do. But Philly was not able to take very many, and it seems like the new defense is you know, working okay so far. There's still some things to develop, but that's why there's 80 games left in the regular season. So I think really encouraging strategically and from the performance perspective so far for the Bucks.
1: With Chris Middleton out, obviously, this isn't nearly a finished product. Plus, you don't have Pat Connaughton either. Uh, And considering how well they're playing without both of those guys, I think is encouraging. One of the players I had questions about at the end of last year and have questions about coming into this year uh, is George Hill versus Javon Carter and how that playing time is going to work out. Carter's already got a a start at the off guard. Uh, How do you see playing time working out for both of those guys once everybody gets healthy?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I think it's fascinating that they They have started Javon Carter these first two games, you know, there's we'll see who they start, they don't play again until Wednesday, uh, only tomorrow now uh, as we record this, but um, we we don't know who they're going to start yet, we won't know probably until just about game time, as, as Coach Budenholzer seems to keep the cards close to the vest but I certainly did not expect Javon to keep starting, I figured it would be maybe Wes Matthews, maybe Bobby Portis, who of course started a ton of games last season, but Carter, I think, has looked okay in his starts. You know, The defense is strong. The ball handle, had, I think he has a, a good handle, but sometimes gets a little ambitious and then can lose the ball. Whereas I think George Hill has really looked excellent. I think outplayed Carter a little bit so far. Um, I, I think he's been more off-ball this season, and that really seems to suit where Hill is at at this point in his career. He's really only taking great shots, moving the ball around, defending well, and just kind of giving the Bucks a lot of what they need right now with, so many, you know, of their wing players out of action at the moment. So, you know, I think Hill has played a little better. I think honestly, Hill may make a little more sense with the starters or someone like Wes Matthews until a Pat or a Chris gets back, whoever's back first. Um, but yeah, I think n- neither has played poorly. But I think Carter may be more suited to being that you know first guard off the bench versus starting with uh, with Drew and them. I, it's just we'll we'll see. There's still there's certainly time. Like I said, 80 games to go. But so far, I don't think he has looked as comfortable in that role. Maybe it's just a an adjustment period thing for him, though.
1: He looks. I mean, and, and I, I don't know this for sure, but to me, watching on TV, he looks in better shape. He looks a little bit quicker, George Hill, mm. to me. Yeah. Uh, he he's moving better, I think, it, by watching, you know, from afar. Uh, the the one guy that I was such a fan of, dude when he. Rookie year, I was like, man, this dude here, he'd be sixth man of the year, man. He's Because you know me, I get all hyped up on draft picks. Oh, he'd be sixth (laughs) man of the year. Here we go. And now he just annoys me, and that's Jordan Wara. Like, he drives Mm. me nuts. Because, yes, we know he can score, for sure. But I think at certain times, it's like he doesn't even think about the pass. Like, I'm going. Regardless, I'm not going to get the ball very much, so I'm going one way or the other. And then, obviously, defensively, rotations and all that other stuff is, is another conversation. Where are you at on Jordan Wara?
2: Yeah, it's been such an up and down eval process for me on Wara. I, I really liked some some limited things that he's done. He's made a high percentage of his catch and shoot threes, again, super small sample size. but he's actually, over the course of his career, shot much better on off the dribble threes than catch and shoot, which I think is is kind of kind of sums up his issues, right? As you described, like he's he looks so dynamic on ball. Often, not always and I think that's what it seems like more comfortable for him, but that's not what this Bucks team needs. This Bucks team needs someone who is going to fit into the ecosystem, moving around Giannis and company down low, able to make catch-and-shoot threes, make the right pass, or get to the rim and it's there for him. He's had, you know, some good takes to the rim. He's hit some catch-and-shoot looks, but then, as you as you say, there's uh, a possession where he gets the ball in transition, kind of looks off of a, a running Giannis and goes, and then later on makes a pass, swing, swing. It, it ends up going in for the bugs, but it's like if you're ever in transition you just need to get the ball to Giannis like that just needs to be the first thing that happened and I, I just think there's still a little bit of a disconnect still a little bit of a you know he's not as ingrained in the offense I do think it's closer um, I, I don't think he stands out as much I think there's a few plays per game that I'll kind of shake my head at for Wara whereas in years past sometimes it felt like you know he was not to say playing for the other team, but it just didn't seem like he was totally ingrained with the Bucs at all. So maybe that process is ongoing. I still think the Bucks are, just because of his shot-making ability that he has shown, I think the team is high on him and going to keep giving him chances. Although, I mean, it was two minutes, but Marjon Beauchamp had a great yep. take at the end of the Rockets game. I would like to see him some more, but I think Wara will still get some more chances to prove he can fit. But I agree, it's been an up-and-down season.
1: And Beauchamp's the exact opposite. Beauchamp is the long defender that can get out in transition and run a little bit and finish around the rim, but not necessarily probably the shooter or score that Wara is, so it's kind of whatever you want that night might determine who plays.
2: Yeah, it certainly will, and I think that's another one where I think, especially with Chris out, I I can see why you lean Wara just because... You know, you need points at the end of the day. And Wara, and uh, even on his bad days, is probably going to get you some buckets. And obviously, you know, basketball is more complicated than than PPGs, as people will say. There's more that goes into it than just what you put up. But you do need to score more than the other team to win games. And War has given you seven and a half per game already, which is six on the Bucks. So only, you know, the guys you would expect. Uh, Giannis, Brooke, Drew, Bobby Portis, and Grayson Allen. The only guys scoring more, despite Wara playing less than and some guys he's he's outscoring. So I see why he's gonna keep playing, I think, especially with Pat and Chris out. And this really, I think, is one of his maybe last big chances to prove he should be a button going forward. Obviously he's on a two-year contract, but we've seen John Horse be very Prone to making midseason trades. I think this right now, this run with those guys out, is going to be huge for Wara's future with the Bucs.
1: People are talking about Jay Crowder. There's only like really one thing they can do as far as a trade goes for Jay Crowder. So either the Suns are going to get desperate and say, fine, we'll just take what the Bucks are offering, um, or they're probably going to take a better offer for some, some, from somebody else. I just want people to realize we're well aware of what's going on because I'm not really going to talk about it outside of that. I, real quick on the way out, I want to get your thoughts on Serge Ibaka because last year he looked old, slow, and done. Um, and when they brought him back, just like George Hill, I was kind of shaking my head, like, "What are we doing?" Uh, what are your thoughts on Ibaka so far?
2: Yeah, still, I don't know. A little slow. I don't know if he looks much slower than than Serge Ibaka has ever looked. I think for me, I, I see the vision because he can shoot, and he's, he's shooting well to start the year on very low volume from three. The problem is his hands. I mean, they, they keep passing it to him around the paint, and. It's just like so. At least been leaving the turnovers. It's very, it's very, uh, it's. Uh, I'm white knuckling when I when I I'm white knuckling a desk or something when I watch Serge get past the ball in the paint. So I get why. I think we're already seeing his minutes tick down a little bit, and Bobby playing more four. You know, if there is a position to upgrade in the very short term, it may be that backup center. Because I, I just think Serge has had some moments. He had a nice block. I think they're going to give him a chance to see if he can kind of get in the rhythm. But so far, to me, he is not looking like a great solution at the backup five.
1: I want to just jump in here quick. So essentially, if they get Jay Crowder then, Bobby Portis then essentially becomes the backup five, and Crowder replaces Portis as the backup four.
2: Sort of, but I I do think, I think they want a true backup five and I don't think they view Bobby as such. They they made it work when, yeah, exactly. He's just not, he can't defend the rim. He can't drop is really the thing. They want someone who can drop if Brooke is going to sit out or miss some time or whatever and they just don't have that. So I think even if you get a Crowder, you know, that's another probably anti Crowder thing is you'd have to play a little smaller to the way this rotation works. I still think, though, if you don't trust Serge, you're needing another a big fella, and it's hard to find big fellas who do what the Bucks ask of their fives in this this offense and defense. He
1: is Ty Windish. Follow him on Twitter at Ty Windish. Of course, Eurostep Podcast. Check it out; it's so so good. And uh, they, they they have some cultural language at times, so you will you will highly enjoy that for sure. Ty, thanks so much, my friend. Yes, Sparky, thank you. You betcha. take care. There he is, Ty Windish, again, Eurostep Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Ty Windish. Another Milwaukee sports timeout here on 1250 AM, The Fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.